Hello and welcome to another episode of the E-Reads Podcast. I'm your host, Liz. Well, should I say the Black Pod-nominated podcast, E-Reads Podcast. Shout out to Black Pod Awards for um, hosting their annual award ceremony. While I didn't take home the win, it was super amazing to be nominated and featured up there with three other amazing podcasts. So if you're listening out there and you are a BIPOC creator and you have a podcast, please check out at Black Pod Awards on social media platforms. So back to today's show. Today, I am thrilled to talk with Jack LaFontaine, He is a Vietnam veteran, an ordained minister, a registered nurse, a vagabond, and a dreamer. He says, from chaos emerged a writer who has written seven horror novels, a series of Western fiction, and three short story collections. He is blessed to spend time listening to all the voices in his head. And he was an absolute thrill to have on the podcast where we discuss a lot about his creative process and how you can use some of his strategies to create stories that inspire, ignite, and are just a joy to read. There will be a couple ads later in the episode, but just sit back and listen as we jump right into the conversation. All right. Welcome, Jack. How's it going for you? Oh, going great. Good to good to be with you this morning. Thank you. Like I'm I'm really excited. So, um and the listeners, you may or may not know I've done NaNoWriMo, but Jack, you've done it three times? I I've done it five times actually. <laughs> I've only been successful three times. <laughs> well, listen, that's still a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, the last 3 years I've I've been successful and and got it done. Um actually worked at a, a new series by NaNoWriMo time. <laughs> I, I love, you know, um, a quick little NaNoWriMo recap for those who don't know what it is. It is National Novel Writing Month that happens in November and you attempt to write 50,000 words in 30 days and sometimes it's successful, sometimes it's not, but it's a really good way to just get words on paper and you might find your next new story. Um, how would you describe it, Jack? Yeah, it's, it's a great challenge. I mean, I, I write all the time, mm-hmm. but uh, to have that challenge to, you know, you've got about 1,700 words a day and it's mm-hmm. got to be every day <laughs> without fail. Um, it, it's just good experience and good good training. I uh, My friends that write, I try to get them to, you know, to enter every year. Uh, it, it's it's a great challenge. Yeah, and well, speaking of you know your friends and stuff like that, I have a bookish question for you. Are you ready? Oh sure, absolutely. So my question that I wanted to ask you was: Would you rather write alone or with a group of your friends? So with NaNoWriMo, I don't know if you write it by yourself or with a group of others. So I was curious: How do you prefer to write when you're creating stories? Uh, generally alone because I get lost. <laughs> I'm not a multitasker at all. <laughs> uh, and just just mainly for that reason, I, I mean, I have belonged to some writers groups and, you know, worked in a group. But uh, especially with the NaNoWriMo, I, I generally work better for by myself. Occasionally, I'll type on, on my blog or on Facebook, you know, the, uh, well, just not too long ago. Well, I'm off to Lake Charles. <laughs> Somebody said, when did you leave? And I'm 
I didn't leave the house. I just mentally, I'm gone to Lake Charles, Louisiana. <laughs> well, that's interesting because in your bio, you have a really interesting statement. You said that you are blessed to spend time with the voices in your head. And so it seems like you use imagination a lot. I do. Yeah. I'm, I'm a unrepentant pantser when it comes to writing. <laughs> I, when, when I started NaNoWriMo last year, the, the fellow that was kind of in charge of our area said, you know, it was two or three days before November 1st. Mm -hmm. And it's like, post an excerpt of your story. It's like, what excerpt? I'm not allowed to start till November the 1st. <laughs> I don't have any idea. I'm going to start writing on November 1st and I'll get the ideas from there. <laughs> oh, I, I love that. So do you ever get scared? So like I have a mix of folks, you know, some people really, they are serious about their plotting. Some people just love to just find out the story as they go along. I mean, do you ever get scared when you're just kind of like pantsing and figuring the story out as you go? Um, no, not really. Um, I, I will get started into the story and I kind of let the characters take me wherever they want to go. Mm -hmm. uh, when I get stuck for that, <laughs> when I get stuck and they're not talking to me or telling me where, you know, about the story, um, I just start writing the way I think it should be. Yeah. And generally what happens then I wake up in the middle of the night and it's like, nope, that's all wrong. <laughs> yes. This is the way it goes. I relate to that on so many different levels. So um, this morning, me and a couple of friends were talking about characters and character development and we were kind of talking about that, the voices of the characters. And a lot of times for me, it feels like, okay, this is what they want. This is where they're going. And yeah. I can always tell when I'm like, ah, this isn't really from the character's voice. Like I, I might've gotten to the driver's seat a little too much. Yes. I started a book, that, uh, the title of it's Voodoo Moon. I started writing that book and I, I got, I don't know, probably five chapters into the book and my my main character that the series is based on said, uh, I'm not in here enough. <laughs> You're not talking about me. Uh, uh, so I, I ended up restarting that book, I think, four times. Yeah. Drove my editor nuts because she already, <laughs> already had the copy of the original. And yeah, and I kept going back. Like I said, I think I started it four times and I wrote three different endings. Mm. before I settled on one. Interesting. Absolutely. That's comforting on so many different like, <laughs> levels because, right, like, you know when it's not right and, like, it's okay to keep trying until it feels right, like it feels authentic. So I, I, <laughs> I hear you and I take that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it just has to sound right. It has to sound like something. Of course, I... My character, I, you know, I tell people I think they want to know about me. I said, you know, if, if you've read the book, <laughs> <laughs> you, you pretty much know about me because my life's in there mm. and, you know, who I am. Between, of course, I have several different characters, but that, you know, I probably have several different personalities. Anyway. <laughs> I, I think every writer does. I, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I've, I've read a quote by, I think it was F. Scott Fitzgerald that said, uh, writers aren't 
real people. They're a, bun- they're a bunch of people trying to be one person. Mm, I love that. Absolutely. And so, Jack, tell us a little bit, how, how do your characters end up taking a life of their own? What does that look like for you? What does that mean? Um, well, like I said, the, uh, the story, they just kind of direct the story. I, I, I have in my head uh, kind of the person that they are, how, how an idea of how they will react in a certain situation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, of course, it's the writer's job is to keep throwing them into desperate situations as often as you can mm-hmm. and let them try and figure their way out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah and, the, and that's, you know, uh, sw- you know, switching between it, it characters. I have, I have three series of books and I try to do one each, you know, one of those each year. Mm-hmm. Um, it would, I, I think it would be impossible to try to do all three at once Sometimes I, I edit for other people and I edit four or five books at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't do that with my stories because I have to, the, you know, my characters have to get in. I have to get into the characters a lot. I think a lot like an actor would. I was uh, going to say it sounds like that. Yeah. Kind of get into their, their mindset and how they work. Uh, I, I have one character who's a bad guy and it's like I would... I would write his part in the morning as like spend the rest of the day trying to get rid of that stuff. That, mm. That's, you know, in my head, but right. I don't, I don't want to think about that or think like that. Mm-hmm. Question for you. So one thing me and my friends were talking about is like some folks, they do like a Enneagram Myers-Briggs, like a personality test to get to know their characters. How do right. you get to know your characters? What, what does that look like when you're trying to get into their head? Well, uh, like I said, a, a lot of it I, I picked up from my, my own background. Um, all of my characters, my main characters, are very um, bound by a sense of duty. Mm. That, um, you know, they're, sometimes they're, and, and the one I'm writing right now, the Ed Landry, the, I'm writing one of one of his books right now, and it's he, he's very bound by this sense of duty. And the problem is, he keeps, you know, duty he's not looking for keeps popping up, and he's the, like the the right guy in the wrong place, mm-hmm. and so he's he's stuck. But I I kind of decided on that character before I even started the series. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was a kid, there there was a there was a TV show. It was called. Sh- Kolshak, the Night Stalker, mm-hmm. and he was a newspaper reporter, and he just kept running, you know, out looking for stories, and he keeps running into all these supernatural things going on. And I thought, I'm, I'm going to do a character like that, mm, and, finding that inspiration all around you. Yeah, and so that that's the the character I have now. Like I said, he, he's very driven by duty in the sense of doing what's right by people. And uh, that just seems to land him in trouble all the time. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's interesting, right? Like with characters, it just, you know, sometimes, you know, folks ask, like, how do you know this is the right direction? I'm like, it, it just feels right. It just feels like this is what right. you can do. Um, so it's always interesting. Um, it, it seems like you're kind of very similar to that. It's like, this is what feels right, feels right for this character, feels right for this story. So it's always, for me, interesting Um on the other side, when folks um, 
they can't see it if that makes sense it's like uh they attack it almost like clinical like they have to like draw out all these different things about their characters and um uh, story bibles and things like that you know um do you use any of that like jotting down notes about your character to keep things straight like how do you remember all of your characters uh well like i said a lot of it it's just getting into them at the time i've cut when i first started writing you know i got some instruction that you know sit down and basically write a story about your character what do they look like how old are they what do they think Um, i probably still kind of do that but i only do it mentally i don't i don't write it down anymore and keep track of it and of course maybe because i i don't have that many characters i'm (laughs) up with but um yeah i mean that's kind of the way i I approach it out, you know, have a general picture, uh, yeah. what they're like, you know, how old are they? What do they, what do they think? And uh, just try to stay true to that when I'm writing. I love that. And can you tell us a little bit more? You said you have three series, you know, can you tell us more about your books and what you're working on? Well, the, the, probably the, well, the best selling series that I've got, uh, it's based on a fellow by the name of Ed Landry and, I started out calling it the Ed Landry series and it's still, it still is officially on the book covers. Um, but people who write to me about it and talk with about it, they all call it the moon series. Really? How come? Because all all the titles are, you know, it's Bayou moon, blood moon, voodoo moon, lover's moon. So they, they call it the moon series, which works for me because you know, I like that. And yeah, that's cool. Um, but um, he's, he's, a, a a sheriff in a small town and he starts out as a sheriff in a small town and there's a horrific murder that takes place in his town. And over the course of times, he finds out that the, the murderer is, uh, a werewolf, but in Cajun country, they're called a Rougarou. Ooh. There's a, there's a, there's a few differences in the, in the legends, uh, but they're pretty similar. And so he find he finds out that you know over the like I said he finally comes to realize this is actually what's going on because he doesn't believe it nobody mm-hmm. believes it, uh, <clears throat> and he like I said he he goes from there, uh, and in the in the next story right he he kind of runs away from home the next story he's he's in Oklahoma rather than Louisiana and he runs into Native American shapeshifters. Wow. Uh, but, and, you know, that, and then, uh, like I said, that's, that's probably the biggest one I've got. And, that, and I'm working on book five for that right now. Wow. Um, that's the one that's going to take place in Lake Charles, which I'm working on. Um, the series that came out of NaNoWriMo, yeah. the, very fir- the very first book I wrote was a Western and set in 1870s Texas. Um, and it was, it, it was a Western, but it, I tell you, it's cowboys and Indians and werewolves. Well, that's an interesting mix. Because the 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 fellow, the main the protagonist, his his best buddies are uh, Chickasaws from across the border in Indian territory. Mm-hmm. They all served in in the war between the states together, and um, when and they ended up after the war being werewolf hunters. Mm. 
and there's a whole story about how the werewolves were involved in the in the civil war but that that came from a short story that i wrote years before but um that was the very first book i wrote and um one of friend of mine picked that up and read it one day and she doesn't like monsters Mm-hmm. And so she she asked me when she, she read the book anyway, uh, although her husband, when she got to the the werewolf part, he dropped out. He wasn't reading a western that had a <laughs> had a werewolf in it. But she asked me after she read the book, said, "Would you um, write me a western that doesn't have a monster in it?" Hmm. I thought, well, okay. I don't really write. I mean, I, I write werewolves. I write ghosts. I write ghouls vampires uh but okay i'll give it i'll give it a shot and nanowrimo was coming up so i created this character he's uh he's a deserter from the army during the civil war he takes up bank robbing mm-hmm. at, uh, sort of on the style of jesse james um and he um he kills a man, not on purpose, one night, and uh, it just kind of, it really gets to him, and he ends up becoming uh, a frontier preacher. Mm. He goes to he goes to a, a seminary, and he graduates, and he doesn't want to leave because he's wanted right. uh, for this murder, and so he doesn't really want to leave the seminary and get out anywhere, you know, and but he, he gets an offer from a little town in Wyoming territory, which he figures nobody knows, you know, I can go here and I can hide out basically forever and still do what I want to do, you know, still have my life as a, as a, uh, as a minister. Mm-hmm. So he goes and he's there about a year. And one day his old gang rides into town. Ooh. And so <laughs> he has to face the consequences of having basically never told anybody what happens and uh, they're they're out of course the, the these outlaws they're out to take over the town because they think it's going to be a good hiding place for their criminal activities so he's got a battle with them um, he does finally in the next book ends up going to face trial mm-hmm. for the shooting this fella and uh and and gets ends up back in town, but that's that's the second series. Like I said, that that first book that I wrote, I never planned on doing another one. Really? Well, how did you I, know that you needed to do a second one then? Well, uh, what happened? I I kind of left the door open to do it, mm-hmm. and I thought about it very briefly after it was done, and I thought, eh, you know, I don't really. I don't really want to get tied down to this because I really had no idea where, it, you know, where it could go or what would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and people just asked me, you, you going to do a sequel to this? And I, no, I don't think so. Well, you should, you should do a sequel to it. <laughs> so last year I did, I did finally write a sequel to it. The, the original one came out in 2007 and I wrote the sequel to it last year. <laughs> Uh, I, I mm-hmm. that one that one again my editor uh, said yeah there there's going to be a third one so <laughs> and uh, and unintentionally I did leave the door open for a way to do a third one I didn't even think about it as I was doing it till yeah. I was done with the book and mentioned that and I thought you know 
this is how this is where I this could go. It can come from here. Uh, so I love that. It, Jack, where can we find these stories? I'm interested in this werewolf and this western. Where can we find your stories? Um, the the publisher that that does my books is called House of Honor Books, and if you go to houseofhonorbooks.com. Uh, all my books are on there. Uh, occasionally, I write uh, a blog for them. They have a, a weekly blog about writing. Mm-hmm. And I write some blogs for them. But then I also have my own website. It's jacklefountainauthor.com. And I write I write my own uh, weekly blog on there. Um, it's called No Jack. Actually, I write two. I write one called No Jack, and I write uh, a devotional one on Sundays. Um, but all my books are also on, on that one. Fantastic. Absolutely. You know. Uh, you're inspiring me to kind of like just create and go where the characters go. So thank you for, for leaving us with that inspiration. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Jack, what words of wisdom would you give for anyone who's just like, yeah, I have no idea. Uh, they, may, they might know the story, but they have no idea how to get closer to their characters. Any tips or strategies or any words of advice on how they can get closer to their character? Well, I just basically, I said, get an idea in your mind what the, what this person's like, you know, maybe imagine that there's somebody that, you know, you're meeting and this is the impression that I get from this meeting with them and, uh, kind of allow that, try and get into that character. Like I said, much like an actor that I'm going to get into this character and I'm going to go into this situation. This is what I'm going to do. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's, 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 like I said, that, that works for me very well. Um, although I'm not, I don't think I'm an actor, but <laughs> <laughs> except I like to play around with my characters and I, you know, I, I do, I do talk about them as if they're real people. I think that makes such a huge difference though. To, to uh, you know, when I talk to other people, right. uh, even my, my editor now, you know, she'll ask, well, what's, what's Ed up to? <laughs> I love that. I I do. And I think that makes a difference, right? Like, because they just don't live on the page. They live outside of the page. And I think that helps, you know, see inspiration around you. It helps just bring that character closer and makes your story feel more real. So, you know, thank you for those tips and those, those reminders. Yeah. Like I said, with, with them, if, if I don't know at at the moment, you know, cause I try, I want to write every day. I, I try to write every day on, but, um, if I don't know, I just kind of plot along. Cause I tell people that if, you know, I, I don't know about writer's block cause I'll, I'll just write something. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I, I've written a couple blogs about having nothing to write about. <laughs> I gotta I, read those. I started out the blog. I'm st- sitting here looking at this blinking cursor and I can't think of, you know, <laughs> and pretty soon, you know, an idea starts to come or, you know, even, talk about that but like I said with my characters I can I can just write something that I think might fit and they'll let me know later whether that sounds right or not <laughs> I, I love that Jack um 
Jack, my, my last question for you is, you know, I like to leave people with inspiration that they can use in their writing or in their creative process, no matter what that might be. So if you had to leave us with a word or a phrase that we can use in our very own prompt, what would you leave us with? Um, I read an interesting thing the other day. I, I, I don't read as much Stephen King as I used to, mm-hmm. um, but I read something that he wrote the other day and said, I write to find out what I think. Mm. I thought, wow, I do that. <laughs> I clarify what I think about things as I, as I put them in a story. Um, you know, I, it, there's time to kind of digest that idea and work with it and uh, really work out what you think. Well, you know, what you, what you believe in. I have an interesting, so listeners, as you know, stay to the end of this prompt, uh, end of this episode to see what I do with the prompt and my mind is already going. Um, I think I might take a little bit of what you said about the cursor on the page and mixing that in. So I can't wait to, to write this up and uh, for everyone to listen to it. Yeah, that'd be great. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jack. Um, this has been wonderful. Um, and please have a wonderful rest of your day. All right. Thanks so much. I really enjoyed being being here and talking with you. Thank you. I think, I thought, I will think. Past, present, future, or all three. When the writer creates, they can be infinitely present in a variety of spaces. First person in a land of medieval turmoil, sorting through the complexities of gender norms and equality present tense in a future galaxy trying to work through present-day political strife. I write to find out what I think, to understand the underlying concerns of my mind manifest in characters that have been burning to be alive, that thrive on pages that will be read by thousands of eyes. Yet I figure out what lies inside, the troubles, the joys, the in-between things. Writers have eyes everywhere. We live through the stories we tell and the characters that touch or torment the hearts of readers. One single thought sparks so much life. Life within the writer, the reader, and hopefully the reviewer. Poetic, short story, epic novel. One word, a hundred or thousand. Each a droplet in a pool of imagination that ripple long after fingers cease to type. I write to find out what I think. I read to find out what I need to know. I share stories to connect. Reading is a magic. Writing is release. It is everything I could have imagined and more. It is living a thousand lives through the eyes of my characters. It is experiencing the depth of emotion so that others can touch it through the pages. I write to find out how much I love to write.